0: one last thing before I turn it over to the admiral, I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this. That's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre speaking at a briefing on Monday. But there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of... The takedowns she's referring to are four airborne objects that have been recently shot down by fighter jets. It's led to a lot of speculation about what these things are, from aliens to Chinese spying.
1: Obviously, there is some sort of pattern in there. The fact that we are seeing this
0: uh, in a significant degree over the past week
1: uh, is a cause for uh, interest and and, uh, uh, close attention. Uh, which is exactly what we're doing. We've employed significant-
0: Canada is involved because most of these have passed through Canadian airspace. One of the objects was shot down over Yukon, and another was likely shot down into Canadian waters in Lake Huron. The Globe's parliamentary reporter, Stephen Chase, is following the latest developments. I'm Manika Raman Wilms, and this is The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Steve, thank you so much for speaking with me today.
1: Oh, happy to be here.
0: I know it's a busy day and there's lots going on in this file, so i'm I'm really excited to get some details from you here. Uh, but maybe we can just start with a brief timeline. When do these incidents happen?
1: So we're talking about, I guess, the shooting down of uh, four balloons over ten days. So what happened is all of a sudden we discover there are these objects. In fact, the government won't admit that they're all balloons yet. Hmm. Uh, but they showed up originally around uh, end of January on radars. Uh, there was We can determine there was air, air force activity at that time. Planes were being scrambled. But w- the first one we know or because the government says it's, it's a high-tech surveillance balloon, a high-altitude surveillance balloon. And that one was shot down on February the 4th.
0: That was the one we heard about across the U.S. there that was shot down on the waters on the East Coast.
1: That's right. For some reason, they let it meander across Alaska, down through Western Canada, all across the continental U.S., and it was shot down off the Carolina coast. And then, of course, what's made this story even more fascinating is there's been three more of these objects, which are sometimes called balloons, but are not officially being called balloons yet. And they, uh, one was shot down Friday, just I would say off the coast of Alaska, northern coast of Alaska. Another one was shot down on Saturday over central Yukon. And then the latest was shot down on Sunday over Lake Huron, between, basically on the border between Canada and the U.S.
0: And when we say shot down, who, who's shooting these down?
1: In all cases, it's the Americans, the American fighter planes, fighter jets. And they are using, I think most of the time, if not every time, what we call sidewinder missiles.
0: Okay. And and Steve, you used the term balloons there, and then you also switched to objects. What should we be calling these things, and do we know what they are?
1: Mysterious flying objects. Well, <laughs> UFOs. The, the, the first one we have pretty good pictures of. It's a white spherical object that the Canadian government has called a, a high-altitude surveillance balloon, and the U.S. government has called a Chinese spy balloon. Uh-huh. And so pretty clear it's a balloon, unless we're being lied to, which I don't think we are. But the other three, we haven't actually seen pictures yet, which is also interesting. They're not showing us pictures. There, however, have been um, descriptions of them that vary from object to object. The Minister of National Defence in Canada called the third one a cylindrical object. And then we had reporting from CNN saying that the fourth one, shot down over Lake Huron, was an octagonal object. So huh. don't hold me to that, but that's what we're being told so far. The The weird thing is is... Uh, many people are resisting describing the actual nature of the last three of these objects. They're ultimately called objects or – in fact, they're pretty much only called object. But sometimes the the government slips or the military slips and they use things, They use words like balloon. So the one that was shot down uh, Saturday, uh, our top soldier in Canada, General Waineyer, did call it a balloon.
0: So is the idea that the military knows what these are but we're not, just not necessarily making this information public?
1: Let's. I mean, from deduction alone, if it's not falling through the air and plumbing towards the ground, it's being held aloft in some manner. And if it doesn't have external propulsion, like, uh, you know, fuel, then it has to be a balloon. So I'm assuming these are all balloons. We can call these all airships because that's a generic term that would apply to any of these things. Um, But we've had no reports that there's any kind of external propulsion like engines. So I'm assuming they're all balloons of one kind or another, uh, and I stand to be corrected.
0: They couldn't be like a a drone or something. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, because a drone would have some kind of, you know, helicopter blades or would have some kind of uh, and would be powered by either by the sun or by fuel. Hmm. And we've had no indication of that in any of these cases. Uh, And of course, there's been a suggestion that they've been uh, uh, cylindrical in shape. At least one of them has. So that's a real puzzle. And what's also annoying for journalists is they're not releasing any pictures of the last three.
0: Is there a reason why? Why would we not be seeing pictures of these things?
1: I don't know. I think uh, at this point, it's probably good to sort of introduce some of the information that a spokesman for the Pentagon at the White House told us today. And that is that, and again, the Americans have said the first one was Chinese. Nobody said where any of the rest have come from. But the White House pointed out that China has had a a balloon surveillance program in operation for the last 10 years. And get this – NORAD, which is the organization responsible for our continental defense's joint Canada-U.S. effort, has only recently begun detecting these. So they may be just slightly ahead of the learning curve on us and not willing to release information until they get a better handle on what exactly is going on.
0: So I want to ask you about about NORAD specifically. Just before we get there, though, uh, I just want to ask why these objects were shot down. Like, did they pose a threat? Did, Did we hear an explanation about why?
1: There's been four takedowns. And in all cases, they use a variation of the same reason, which is it potentially poses a hazard to civil aviation, and it potentially poses, in some of them we've been told, it poses a surveillance threat. What we've also been learning over the past week or so is that surveillance balloons, as the first one was identified to be, actually have advantages over, for instance, spying via satellite. People have said, well... Why these balloons matter, surveillance satellites can, can snap up the same pictures. But balloons are actually have properties that satellites don't. Satellites are fast-moving, and their window on, uh, on a vantage on any point of the Earth is moving quickly. But balloons can linger. Balloons drift very slowly, and they can linger over their targets. So they, they essentially can spend more time photographing or taking pictures. And they can be capturing radio signals, which satellites cannot
0: What would be the benefit of capturing radio signals?
1: That's a good question. The Americans got very excited because the first balloon, and as far as I know, the fourth balloon, were spotted moving over the Midwest, where there are military sites. In some cases, there are nuclear missile sites. In some cases, there are unspecified military sites. So the balloon can pick up, if it has the ability, the technology to pick up radio signals, Uh, which, of course, would be encrypted, it might have the ability to decipher them later or at least relay them back to whoever's operating them so they can take a crack at uh, decoding them. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, Steve, you said that NORAD was involved. Can you just briefly explain what NORAD is and and what's their role here?
1: Sure. Um, North American Aerospace Command is a joint effort to defend the airspace above North America and it's a joint Canada-U.S. thing. The, the Americans are the commander. We're usually – in uh, the. we have the vice commander in charge. And it is responsible for defending North American airspace from threats. So that means uh, we we work together and it's essentially a collaborative effort. We do not do this on the ocean and we do not do this on the land. It's only for uh, airspace. It's been mm-hmm. around for a long time and it's run out of Colorado. But it's, it spans the entire uh, airspace above – North America. And so whenever there's a threat, Canadian or American jets are scrambled to intercept them, to monitor. Uh, and in this case, uh, and this is very unusual, I think uh, some defense analysts pointed out, it's the first time we've actually had uh, jets working for NORAD taking down things over North America.
0: The first time that jets have actually shot something down then? Correct. Why Why does it seem like all of a sudden we're seeing this happen, Steve?
1: I think it goes back to something which we don't yet have a full handle on, which is that NORAD has only recently recalibrated its detection to be able to detect these things. And that, that is an open question that remains of how long this has been going on for and whether we're just becoming better at, at basically finding them. I should point out, however, that the first balloon was reported by Air Canada through a civilian a reporting system back on january thirty first so a civilian airliner did encounter the first balloon, but as time goes on, we learn that there have been other sightings of uh balloons believed to be from China. Uh, they've been sighted over Hawaii mm-hmm. and Taiwan, for instance, which of course lives right next door to to China, also recently revealed that it's it has a lot of balloons heading over coming overhead and of course, the advantage with surveillance balloons is they linger a lot longer than satellites can,
0: yeah, okay, so there's there's it seems like there's it's a little bit more widespread here. So it sounds like since NORAD expanded kind of our, our reach recently, we're starting to see all of these objects. Uh, is NORAD working the way it should be here? Because it sounds like a lot of things we're getting through before that we didn't know about.
1: I guess we didn't really plan for balloon-based threats. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're mostly focused for many years on ballistic missiles, on cruise missiles, any other kind of delivery system for nuclear weapons or Russian patrols. I don't get the sense and I don't recall ever discussing uh the risks or the need to guard against uh, balloon-based threats. So but you know, we laugh about this but the balloons are a serious way of collecting intelligence and that is probably something we're having to adapt to. It's essentially more low-tech apparently successful.
0: Hmm. NORAD would have been set up during the Cold War, if I'm correct, right? So it's, it's, it was initially, at least, supposed to monitor a different kind of threat
1: then? Yeah, it's looking for fast-moving missiles, not slow-moving, um, you know, mylar.
0: We'll be back in a minute. So, Steve, we're speaking to you Monday afternoon here. Have we recovered any debris yet of any of these objects that have been taken down?
1: Not that I know of. The first one that was shot down February 4th off the Carolina coast, they've had to call off the search because of rough waters. They still seem to be working to try to find the one that's over Lake Huron. Prime Minister Trudeau told us that they're searching a very big area in central Yukon for the third balloon, which From Dawson City
0: to Mayo. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a good swath of uh That's hundred and eighty the kilometers
1: stretch. Hmm. And then I've had no word on what's happening in, in off the northern Alaskan coast. Uh,
0: do we know what we expect to find, Steve, when we do find the debris?
1: No. There's been parts of you can see pictures of parts of the recovered craft that was shot down off the Carolinas. Not all of it, but it looks just like a, a big white balloon. The other ones we have pretty we have no idea. I assume it would have If it is indeed a surveillance uh, device, it would probably have some kind of radio device. It would have some way way to collect either signals or take pictures and then to send these things back to uh, their owners. But we have had no descriptions of the actual – any of the assets that are on these, despite the fact that I believe there must have been pictures taken uh, of some of them, particularly because the encounters did not take place at night.
0: Has anyone claimed these objects yet?
1: Yes. Uh, in the first case, China had admitted that the high-tech uh, surveillance balloon was theirs, but they said it was simply a civilian weather balloon that had blown off course and, uh, and said, stop making a fuss about it.
0: And then what about the other three?
1: We've had no information on where they come from. Uh, I was told by a senior Canadian government official, and I reported this, that the balloon shot down over central Yukon. In the briefing they were given, they were told it was likely uh, believed to be of Chinese or Russian origin.
0: Chinese or Russian. And that's the first time I've heard Russia introduced into that. Is is that something that you've been hearing? This is a potential a possibility?
1: Yeah, I reported it Saturday night and we reported it yesterday as well. So it's um, as whether it's possible or whether they're just not ruling yet, yet out yet, I can't tell.
0: And has China or Russia said anything about those three?
1: No, but China has suddenly started complaining about balloons floating over its territory. Um, hmm. And it said that, it uh, just came out with a story today in the Chinese state-controlled media that in fact, there's been balloons floating over their land that are are, are American balloons. The Americans of uh, course um, said that's not true. We don't have any kind of balloon program.
0: Is there any way to tell where the objects are coming from based on based on where they've been spotted?
1: Well, the first one, which is the only one for which we have um, a lot of analysis of, there was a meteorologist in the u s, uh, not the government, who is good at um, at backtracking or backtracing. Um, objects based on the on the wind currents, and he was confident enough to put out a map that he said demonstrated that it came over the Aleutian Islands, which are owned by Alaska and then down through Western Canada into Montana. As far as we can tell, the American government has corroborated that this is roughly the route. As for the other three, we don't have much of a sense yet.
0: Hmm. Uh, Steve, do we have any info on, I guess, the potential surveillance capabilities that, that are being suspected of these objects? Like, what exactly could these objects be collecting?
1: Uh, f- photographs, potentially video of military sites of sensitive installations. Uh, Canada and the U.S. have a north, an early warning system across the north. Um, and of course, uh, according to the Americans, the first balloon and the fourth balloon, both uh, traversed over sensitive military sites in Montana, where there are uh, there are places like that, there are nuclear missile silos, and there are other military bases. So these balloons have the ability to linger far longer over their surveillance targets than satellite do.
0: Mm. So this could be a the, – the, the concern is this is a national security issue then.
1: Yeah, and there has been unconfirmed uh, speculation in the intelligence community that under uh, – under Chinese President Xi Jinping, that the military has really been emboldened to be creative and to take risks and to experiment. And uh, there's some speculation that this could be part of an experimentation on on the part of the Chinese military to just uh, try new things, try new ways of gathering information. And again, slow-moving objects that don't uh, aren't picked up by radar in the way that uh, uh, faster-moving, bigger objects are seem to have at least initially uh, eluded uh, North American defenses, although that seems to be changing quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, White House spokesperson John Kirby said, said on Monday that, that China has a fleet of spy balloons. Uh, what do we know about that, Steve?
1: Uh, very little. We know very little about it. We're just learning now that there are there's a Chinese military program that he says, Mr. Kirby says, has been running for 10 years. But uh, that is uh, just uh, sort of breaking news, and we don't know much more about it at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, there are, of course, lots of jokes going around about, about UFOs here, uh, and I have to ask, just because reporters were even asking this during the, the press conference at the White House on Monday, uh, is there any chance that we could be talking about aliens here?
1: You know, <laughs> that was also asked on Saturday at the, uh, at the Canadian briefing, and no, there's <laughs> – unfortunately, sadly, there's no, uh, there's, no, uh, there's no evidence that this is uh, extraterrestrial origin.
0: In the grand scheme of things, Steve, uh, how big of a deal are these incidents, like these objects coming into North American airspace and us having to shoot them down?
1: Well, it's, as I said before, it's kind of, it's the first time that we've seen, uh, you know, Canadian-American jets shooting down airships, I'm going to call them airships, over North America uh, since, since NORAD was formed. Hmm. And there's been a lot of talk in the last few years about the need to upgrade NORAD's surveillance capabilities because the Chinese and uh, Russians are making great advances in what's called hypersonic missile technology. That Those are missiles uh, for which you cannot predict the flight path and therefore you cannot protect against. And so there has been a huge push uh, on the part of the Americans and most recently Canada to announce a, a lot of upgrades to our early warning system. So this kind of, in a sense, turns the discussion to how well the continent is protected against incoming threats. And it also comes at a time in which uh, we've had sort of a, a steady erosion of uh, relations between the West and China. And so it's, it's possibly the worst time for this to happen in the last uh, six or seven years uh, there's been a steady sort of decoupling and a, a lack, a, a total disengagement, uh, for a variety of reasons, mostly involving China's increasing aggression on the world stage.
0: And so, before I let you go here, Steve, so do you think, first of all, do you think we're going to see more more objects uh, that NORAD's going to pick up on? And and I guess where where do you think this kind of conversation is headed in the next few months?
1: Well, yeah, I think we're going to see more, and I think that we're getting better at detecting them. It goes to the question of, of relations between China and the West. This is not the behavior of a, uh, of a friend or a partner. This is the behavior of a rival, an adversary. And uh, Canada just released a, a foreign policy um, statement a few months ago that said China is an increasingly disruptive power on the world stage. So uh, nothing that's happening right now is helping uh, relations between the West and China.
0: Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to walk through all of this today. You're welcome. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy-McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.